Okay, so hello, uh, my name is Diana Kaufman. I have an independent educational consulting business in Caracas, Venezuela. Uh, and this is my podcast. Uh, the name is um, College Advice in Nanoseconds. And today I have with me Catherine Sanz, better known as Kathy. And she is an attorney, she has an MBA. Uh, she's been in the finance world. She was in the finance world uh, and in the international business world for 20 years. So, of course, since she has such a formal education, she certainly knows about college life. Uh, additionally, she had her own consulting firm. And since there were so many changes and there are so many changes in the corporate world, she realized that to become an executive coach was a very important step in her career. And that is also what she is. So I am interview, interviewing this amazing woman who's been very successful in her life. Uh, welcome, Kathy. I'm pleased to have you here with me. Well, thank you, Diana. Thank you for that wonderful introduction and for having me in, in your program. I'm very excited to be here with you. Yes, so am I. I'm excited to have you because you, you have both worlds. You have the corporate world, which of course you got to that through your education, and then you went a little bit in the alternative world uh, through the coaching. So that's very, very nice to have the two, the two worlds. Well, it, it, it's been interesting to do the transition because uh, many times we think that, uh, you know, uh, corporate life has nothing to do with coaching. And on the contrary, you know, you have to be able to put teams together to work well. You have to be able to have your lines of command well defined. And at the same time, you also have to be an inviting leader today because you have so many people that are so well prepared and there's such a cross-cultural um, environment that you need to be able to understand all that because not everybody receives the information in the same way. And what makes the difference there is the way you approach it. And so that's where coaching has become very invaluable. That's fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful information because even though I've heard about coaching, I don't really know too much about it, but I know that it's been very, very useful for many people. So one of my first questions, of course, having been to college and having an MBA, what do you remember most about your college years? Well, I think the college years are very important, particularly uh, um, when you're young, because you need to start building um, perceptions and concepts about things that you don't have clear. So college gives you like a standard um, to which to compare things and measure things. It also puts you in an environment where you have to live within a community in a very more, in, a, in an independent way. It's not, it's not like the school, you know, coming out of high school where, you know, you're, you're in a school where most of the people who are with you live near you are, you know, more or less of the same kind of, of environment. In college, you have greater diversity and um, it's important because you start sort of like understanding how things work. It gives you like a framework. So for me, college was very interesting for that. And I enjoyed the mix and the variety of people I met. And also the professors, you know, the professors, I mean, they're, most of them, you know, have uh, PhDs and are highly educated and um, come from different parts of the world. And, and in the case of the United States, different parts of the country too. So it's, it's a very enriching experience, which I think when you're young is necessary. Oh, that's an important point that, you know, for our, our listeners. Yeah. And so uh, who was your best teacher or teachers and why were they so compelling? 
Well, um, I must say I had, I had several teachers that, that for me were, were very important, you know. Um, I had one who always wanted me to understand what I was learning. Um, she was not so much in, uh, keen on just learning, but do you understand what you learn? And I think that's important because, uh, you know, terms and definitions change over time. Yet, if you understand why you have them and why you use them and how you use them, then you can also adapt, you know, and it creates um, an intellectual flexibility um, to maybe even use it in a different way that it's being used, you know, as, as in a general way. So um, I remember that teacher. And then I remember teachers who also pushed me, you know, who always expected more from me which uh, they weren't easy to manage, but uh, the fact that they pushed me was good because they, they were saying you're capable to do more and you're not doing it, so get with it, you know? And then, of course, um, uh, professors in, in, in later years who, who really brought uh, a very different um, perspective on things, you know? So that was, that was during your MBA. That you know, that was that yeah, time. yeah. That was during my MBA and my LLM. That 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 was that. You know, it was yeah. very different. So it was another level of education, of course. But you, you, I mean, I can really say that um, it just created an intellectual shift, which was necessary to 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 go to another level. I see. Well, and the point you make about ha having those teachers that are that don't make it easy for you and how much you learn because they are so demanding. And of course, oftentimes as students, we complain bitterly about those teachers and then it turns out that they are the best. So I always tell my students that, you know, I mean, even though you have a difficult teacher, take advantage of it because, you know, they're the ones who are really going to push you to go beyond your limits and to go yeah. beyond your, your, you know, your, your, your comfort zone. Yep. So that's a good point that you made there, Gandhi. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. So what would you recommend to the incoming first year university students? Because that is such a huge transition and you're so, you know, aware about, of tra about transitions. Well, it's a huge transition, but at the same time, most of them, I believe, are not aware of what that transition really means until they are in their first year of college. So I would suggest to them just be open and be willing to learn and be willing to acknowledge that uh, it's a different time in your life and just take it slowly. And after the first year, you'll be okay. You know, it's, it's, I think the first year is really a year of transition where I, I don't know if we are really fully aware of what's going on. It's after, after you spend that first year that you realize, but so the best is to be open and to really want to learn and to acknowledge that it's different because it is. Yes, good points. Those are very good points. So, and what would you say to a graduating class, whether from high school or university, because again, the students, as students, we go through transition and as students, they're going to be going through transitions again. Well, I would say uh, to uh, a class that is graduating is believe in yourself. Believe if you have spent your time well learning during these years that it will serve you that you will probably have to learn other things that you haven't learned in college because there's a practical side to life that always throws curves at you. But just believe in yourself and know that you'll find your way. 
Good point. That's really important. And that you believe you can believe in yourself because you have gone through all this education right. and you are yeah. prepared. Right. You know, that's, right. that's definitely an important point too. That's so correct. how do you see uh, education evolving in the future or how would you like to see it evolve? Well, I think that today um, things are moving so fast and technology being part of this movement. I feel there's a part of technology that is very um, dumbfounding, if I may say, in the, in the sense that using the technology really has no science to it. It's just repeat, 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 repeat. And then you have maybe two or three steps to get where you want to go. So I believe that uh, at the college level, they introduce you very well to using all these, um, all this technology. But on the other hand, I think also there's a need to make education a little bit more practical because not everybody is going to go the intellectual way and not everybody's going to work on artificial uh, intelligence. Not everybody's going to be a programmer. Not everybody's going to be, and, and I feel that there is a gap between what technology has done and what academia is doing. And I think they need to sort of like mesh together because again, as I, I find many times that technology is all about trial and error, even though you have the programs and everything, at times it works, at times it doesn't. Uh, is it hardware? Is it software? Is it, you know? So there's, there's a sense there for the user that needs to be more practical um, and must be included in the educational side because that gap needs to be um, closed. You know, yeah, I, that, that's a good point of view. I hadn't seen it that way as, as the technology and the education closing the gap. I had sort of thought of it as that they have to change it, but really all they have to do is close the gap. It's closed, yeah. So, for example, if you have somebody who's, you know, very highly intellectual, um, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult to operate in a technological world unless they, you know, they have it naturally, you know. Um, and not being able to operate in the technical world in a way that you're comfortable to develop your business or your career or your writing or whatever creates problems because they're very talented people on the other side who are blocked on how to do it or want to do it and don't know how to do it. And technology always throws in a loop that is at times hard for many people. So very that's true. why I think that that, because technology is also changing a lot of the business environment, you know, a lot of people go online and have these businesses and they make bundles of money and they, they, they don't work as a person who works, you know, eight to, to, to eight. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a very different rhythm and you can see that a lot of young people don't want the corporate world the way it's been set up, you know, they want something that is more relaxed. They want to be able to enjoy. They want to be. So again, that, kind of an environment has been created by technology and some somehow you know um the educational academia intellectual world has to sort of like close the gap and and come closer to that because i think there's a real divide there you know true very true what you're saying so what keeps you motivated kathy well i love to learn I think that life is about learning and, and, and making progress, even in small amounts. But what motivates me is that I'm always in awe 
I mean, I don't ever want to, you know, think that I know everything or I've seen everything been that cynical because I think there's always something to learn. There's always something to view in a different way. There's always something that surprises you. And I would say that's another thing that I would probably tell the people, the graduates, you know, keep, keep being surprised. Don't, don't lose that awe of, you know, uh, what life throws at you. But um, that's what keep me, keeps me motivated. You know, I, I go out for walks in the morning and just to see the sky so blue and these beautiful clouds and feel the breeze against me. It's just like, oh, how phenomenal this is. You know, I mean, it's uh, wonderful. It, it's wonderful. I mean, it's just wonderful to be alive and to be a human, to be able to feel this and to be able to see this. And at the same time, when I work with people who just amaze me, I'm in awe of their talent and their brilliance and, you know, the fact that they, they, they've gone the extra mile to be able to do that, you know, it's, it's absolutely uh, fascinating, you know, and, and so that's what keeps me motivated. I, I think, I think in, in other words, maybe it's, it's saying, you know, uh, I, I'm in love with life, you know. Good point, good yeah. point, being in love with life. Yeah. That's a wonderful point. Yeah. So tell me about a fascinating book or books that you're reading, because sometimes my guests are, read more than one at the same time. Well, I've been reading a fascinating book by Tony Robbins, uh, which is called uh, Master Money Game. And it's all about what's going on in the financial markets and how they're um, really, in a way, not abusing us, but not informing us of all the things that we should know. So it's interesting, you know, uh, to see how you can really get all this information and really uh, work with the financial markets in a very different way and understand and understand how these markets really work because there's a lot of gibberish and there's a lot of terminology and there's a lot of, of um, wishy-washy kind of language that only helps to confuse you in the financial area. And the truth is that a lot of people, you know, that don't understand, accept the term and that's it, instead of saying, you know, but why this and why that? And let's calculate this. And Tony Robbins has done that in this amazing book. And it's phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. So I've been reading that. And on the other hand, I've been reading um, basically things on how to get organized and agendas and planning and scheduling and creating more time. Um, to really enjoy the things that you want to. And that's what I'm trying to do now. You know, I mean, this COVID situation has also brought to the awareness that there were a lot of things that we were just doing. We were just like automatic, you know, I mean, you get up, you do this, you go, you come back, blah, blah. but what about smelling the roses? What about cooking something good? What about spending a delicious evening without having to worry of what you have to do the next day? What about uh, getting all things done? What about uh, spending time with the family, with your friends, you know? So that has driven me to, to go into, you know, reorganizing my organization, um, looking for a different way of scheduling, of planning, and also to look for something that really motivates me every day. So every day, you know, I do a daily planning and I have my motivations I have my, my affirmations and what I want to focus and what makes me tick that day and what I'm grateful for. And, and I find it very, very endearing because it's, it's a different way. I mean, you, you have exactly the same thing, but you're enjoying it all the way. So I think the COVID has brought that. That's been very positive in that sense, you know. It definitely um, sounds like it. And so um, 
what about a personal habit that helps you to be successful since we're talking about organization i don't know if that would come into that as a personal habit or do you have some other personal habit well i i have several habits you know like in the morning i get up and i and i go for a walk that's a habit and i love it because it just really just you know shakes me up gets me going in the morning and and then you know i i, I come back and i do my my agenda and then i start my day and so that's one habit that I love. And um, the other habit is that I try every day uh, to read, you know, uh, at least 30 minutes a day. So that's another habit that I've, I've taken on. And then um, another habit is I try to schedule every day my day and then start realizing that I need spaces within that schedule. So I'm, ta I'm taking on the habit to create those spaces. So I do have my time and um, that's in the organization. So that's, you know, and then on, on my, on a personal level, I want to have a routine in the morning, which I am, I'm, you know, I'm establishing since uh, my parameters all changed, you know, with the COVID, but I'm, I'm established that. And then um, I'm eating well. I, you know, I feel that the relationship of food with your well being is very important. You can't just eat anything. You have to be aware of what you eat um, and try and eat well. Try and, and you can feel the difference. You know, at least I, I try to be aware of that. When I eat something that uh, I really gets me sluggish or gets me very tired, I said, you know, what did I eat that I feel this way? And I always tend to find something. So I'm just become very mindful about that and try to try to make it a, a good habit to eat well, you know. That's since an important gonna, point. Sorry. Since you're, gonna, since you're gonna eat, you might as well eat well. <laughs> yes, yes, and that the fact of food is is a very important yeah. uh, issue and is an important personal habit. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, would you like to talk about uh, any upcoming projects that you're planning? Well, um, I'm trying now. I'm 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 working on a project to go online mm -hmm. and put a business up online which I'm looking forward to. Um, and it's been very interesting because I think I'm going to do it uh, based on the knowledge industry, the coaching area. Um, it's been quite fascinating. I'm working with several different coaches on that and um, I'd like to do that. And then... Um, do you have a date by when you're, gonna, you're going to have that online? Well, hopefully before the end of the year, it's going to be on. Oh, you know? How yeah. exciting. That yeah, sounds very it's exciting. A lot, it's a lot of materials and it's a lot of, you know, maybe even before, but I'm, 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 I put myself as end of the year to really just get everything going. And Great. I look forward to seeing that. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I'll let you know so that you, yes. can, you can come visit. <laughs> and then we can, we can have another interview so that of you can course. then tell us once you launch. Of course. Because, be my, yes. That would be, be very exciting. It will be my yeah. Wonderful. I like and that. I'm, and then I'm working on stuff of mine, you know, for, um, um, you know, um, regular business that I'm trying to, to, to do now and, and continue to do. Wonderful, wonderful. But I definitely look forward to the launching at the end of the year. Um, that's exciting. Uh, are there any questions you would like to, to add that I might have left out? Well, no. I mean, I, I think that you being a college counselor and, and helping people get into college, um, you also have um, the need to view, uh, you know, their career and their, their development, you know, not only during college, but after college. 
And so that's a very interesting part because I don't think, I think most of the people that go to college and graduate end up doing something very different at the end of, of their, I mean, once they're, they're in their career or not, they use the career for something else, which is, which is very interesting. So I was wondering if, if you've had uh, the occasion to talk about that with your, with your students. No, I have not actually. That's a wonderful point that you're making and I will definitely, uh, you know, do that with, with my students and even with, my, with the people that I interview because look at you, you started out as a, a, an attorney, you ended up being an, an MBA and also an LLM uh, graduate and then you went into coaching. I mean, from well, one I end went, of the spectrum I, to the other. I went, I went first into banking and finance, and then yeah. I went to consulting, and then I went into coaching. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect circle because all of the experience that I went through took me towards the executive coaching, which is great. Huh. So that's, that's, you know, that's also very interesting. Yes, yes, it, yeah. it's, it's very true. Yeah. So is, is there to... To end this, is there any sub a subject or issue you would like to include that maybe, you know, I, I haven't thought of or that I haven't mentioned of your own interests? Well, um, nothing really comes to mind right now. Okay. I, I'm sure there are, but um, I just think that, um, you know, we are uh, in front of very changing times. I think we're not going to come out of this in the same way we went in. I think we will get back to some, some sort of normality, but the world has changed. I think there's been a leap jump towards technology. And I think we all need to be aware of that and to be able to start adapting to those changes. You see, for example, this interview, we are doing it through um, technology. And I think uh, more companies are going to work through technology because traveling today is going to be, I think it's going to be reduced for some time. And I find that um, if you are not as good in technology as you should, then you should be out there like you've done, <laughs> you know, getting into courses and working it out and figuring ways of, you know, working with this technology because technology has a lot of good things. And I think it's going to be the prime uh, tool for these next coming years. I, I think the shift has been done and that's been part of the COVID also. You know, it's that's, just, that's, you know, a lot of my uh, guests have mentioned that, you know, yeah. what an important shift into technology that yeah. COVID has brought yeah. and how we all need to go and ahead and learn and incorporate even more and just make it part of our lives much more than we ever had before. That's, 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 that's a very good point. Yeah. That's why I say, I mean, I think, you know, you need to always be open to learning and want. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and that's, that's, that's the key because there, I mean, society and, and human beings keep evolving. You know, even though as, as scary as this time has been, there's going to be evolution from this because, you know, we've been here for billions of years and we will continue to be here. So yes. um, I think that we just have to take it and, and try and do the best of it and correct the things that need correction and, and keep moving forward. That's, that's, that has been the history of humanity, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so thank you very much, Kathy. It's been so exciting to have you. You've brought up some very important points, whether it is for the college students or for after graduation. And I really appreciate it because I'm sure that our listeners will, will learn a lot from 
what you have shared with us. Thank you. Well, Diana, thank you so very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And I hope I have served you well and have served uh, your listeners well. And I'd love to hear how you keep going in this wonderful program you have. I will definitely. In any way, I'll have you on at the end of the year. Once okay. I'm going <laughs> okay. to that. Okay. okay. Bye, Kathy. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Have a great day.